Hi, everybody. What's up, my nature family? Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Thank you all so much for listening to our very first episode. Thank you for liking all the pages. Thank you for following there on Spotify. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for your support. I love you all so much. I appreciate you all so much. Oh, man. I have no words. <laughs> no words are enough to express my gratitude. Thank you all so much. Uh, welcome to the second episode of Worship is Our Nature podcast. I am your host, KG. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you are here. <laughs> all right, let's get right to it. Without wasting any time, I was actually supposed to, to be speaking about the Word of God, but the Holy Spirit just kept on pushing and pushing me to speak about obedience. And, you know, how ironic would it have been if I wasn't obedient to the Holy Spirit? And here you are speaking about obedience. <laughs> All right. So in our last episode, listening back to our first episode, we were speaking about obedience and the scripture that we that we that we read we took our scripture from the book of proverbs chapter 19 verse 16 it says keep god's laws and you will live longer if you ignore them you will die all right and in our first episode we spoke about how obeying god's word it helps us steer clear of immoral situations, you know, that drag us down spiritually, emotionally, and mentally, physically as well. Um, we also spoke about how there is favor in being obedient. There is so much strength in obedience. We also spoke about how there is such peace in being obedient, right? And today we are focusing more on on that peace aspect um, in obedience. All right. So I took the liberty of actually looking up the, the dictionary definition of obedience. And it says, being obedient is complying or willing to comply with an order or request. I'll repeat that. It says, oh, being obedient is complying or willing to comply with an order or request. All right. Just pinpoint, pinpoint that for now. Okay, so when, when I first got saved, when I first... Uh, when I decided to take Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I think that was like nine years ago. When I first got saved, I thought, hey, I'm done. I thought that that was the only thing that I had to do. So I was like, you know what? Everything is peachy. I took Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm going straight to heaven. You know, I thought that was the only thing that needed to be done. I didn't realize that in order to become a true a true child of God in order to become a son of God I had to work my way up I didn't realize that the real work came thereafter 
you know. And I had to learn that being obedient to God means obeying his word. And we cannot be obedient to God if we do not know his word. And so I came to the realization that aligning our behavior with scripture, it keeps us from getting ourselves in destructive situations, all right? So aligning our behavior with everything that God says in his word about us, aligning our behavior with every every single word in the Bible. It helps us, it helps us stay clear of getting ourselves in situations that we, we, we feel we can't get out of, all right? All because we were disobedient to his word. Now, David, in the book of Psalms, in chapter 119, David gives us a link, all right? He gives us a connection between God's word and the peace that comes with it. So David says, I hate and abhor falsehood. All right. He says, I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Okay. In other versions, it says, but I love your instruction. He carries on and he says, seven times a day, I praise you for your righteous rules. I praise you for your righteous rules. Uh, great peace has those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. However, those who are nothing, those who care nothing about obeying God's word pursue a dangerous, destructive path. Let's speak about David for a bit there. Now, David is... David is basically the only man whom God recognized and acknowledged that he is the only man after God's heart. All right. One of the main reasons why David was such a man to God is because David loved doing what God told him. David loved obeying God's laws. David loved obeying his instruction because David understood one thing. He understood that in all that God is saying that he must do, in all God's instructions, in all that God is telling him to do, it's only to make him better. David understood that God is telling me to do this because he wants me to be a better person. God is telling me to do this because he wants to me a, he wants me to be a better king. God is telling me to do this because he wants me to better to be a better servant. All right? He got the revelation. And David himself, he also wanted to be a good person. He wanted to be a righteous person before the Lord. Now, despite all the bad that David did, 
despite all the bad that he did, he wanted to be a good person. And one of the reasons why God says David is the only man after my heart is because he saw that David understands why I'm telling him to do this. David understands why I'm instructing him to do this. David got the revelation. David understood that God just wants to make me better. God just wants to make me a better person. Hallelujah. Now, it's one thing to hear God's voice. It's one thing to listen to him. It's also another thing to do what he has said. Hallelujah. In most instances, we have the misconception that whenever God tells us to do something, it's for him. When we have the misconception that whenever God tells us to do something, it's for him, it's for his ego, or it's us doing him a favor. No, it's for us. It's for us. It's to make us better sons. It's to make us better servants. It's for our protection. It's for our enrichment. And it's for our peace. It's only to make us better. I, I can't stress that enough. It's to only make us better. The whole, one of the, the main reasons why God made mankind, it's, it's fellowship. God wanted to be in fellowship with us, and he wanted us to be in fellowship with him. And when God finally took the decision, when he made the decision that he's going to send Jesus down on earth. It's because he wanted to restore that true essence of fellowship. He wanted to restore, keyword there being restore. He wanted to restore the true essence of fellowship. Hallelujah. When he decided to send Jesus down here on earth, he wanted the relationship between him and man. He wanted the foundation of that relationship to not only come from fear, but also from love. I'm going to repeat that. He wanted the relationship that he has with man, he wanted the foundation of that relationship to not only be fear, but also love. All right, so our obedience to God should not only stem from fear, but it should stem from love. We need to love God's instruction. 
We need to love what he says we must do. And if we love what he says we must do, then we are willing to do what he says we must do. And eventually we will do it because we understand that his instruction is to only make me better. His instruction is to only make me better. God is always pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing toward us. He was he is always pulling us toward him as well. Oh, God wanted a relationship with mankind. He wanted a relationship that has no barriers, that has no boundaries, that has no restrictions, and a relationship that has no limits. Hallelujah. A relationship that has no limits. When God instructs us to do something, it's not for him. It's for us. I, I can't stress that enough. David understood that. David got the revelation. He got the revelation. Our obedience should not only stem from fear, but it should stem from love. So disobedience, actually, it renders the work of the cross null and void. It renders everything null and void. Everything that Christ stood for, everything that Christ did, if we are disobedient to God, then that means all that was for nothing. All that was for nothing. Obedience makes us better people. Obedience makes us better people. I want us to read. I want us to read this whole, uh, this whole chapter actually. Okay, let's read from one hundred and sixty-nine. So it's the book of Psalms, chapter 119, verse 169. It says, let my cry for help reach you, Lord. Give me understanding as you have promised. Listen to my prayer and save me according to your promise i will always praise you because you teach me your laws i will sing about your law because your commandments are just always be ready to help me because i follow your commandments Oof. Always be ready to help me because I follow your commandments. Mm. I'm going back up. Um, I was reading from 169, verse 169. I'm going back up. Uh, I'm going to read from 161. So it's chapter 119, verse 161. David says, 
powerful people attack me unjustly, but I respect your law. How happy I am because of your promises. As happy as someone who finds rich treasure. I hate and detest all lies, but I love your law. Seven times each day, I thank you for your righteous judgments. Those who love your law have perfect security. We read that in the beginning. And there is nothing that can make them fall. I wait for you to save me, Lord. Yes, I wait for you to save me, Lord, and I do what you command. I obey your teachings. I love them with all of my heart. Mm. I obey your commandments and your instructions. You see everything I do. He carries on. He says, let me cry for help. Let my cry for help reach you, Lord. We just read that. Oh, David. One of the most fascinating things about David is that <laughs> he knows what a relationship dynamic is like. David knows the dynamic of a relationship. David knows that if two parties are in a relationship, both parties have to bring something to the table. Oof. And I love how confrontational David is with God. And I also love how adamant he is about what he's bringing to the table. You know, David knows. He knows. He knows that a relationship is a two-way street. David knows that God will always be ready to help him because he follows his commandments. David knows that God will give him long life so that he may praise the Lord's name. David knows that when he wanders like a lost sheep, God will come and look for him, his servant, because he has not neglected God's law. He knows that his cry will reach God's ears. He knows, he knows that God will listen to his prayer and save him according to his promise. Oof. That's why David says, never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor the children of the righteous one begging for bread. Oh my God. David knows, he knows, he knows the promises of God. Therefore, he's confrontational. He's confrontational with God. Oh, okay, I'm digressing a bit. I'm digressing. <laughs> I'm digressing. But the whole point I'm trying to make is that let us be obedient to God. What's the word I'm looking for? Okay, let me say this. God will always reward his obedient one. All right, there is always a reward for obedience. All right. Yes, there is always a reward for obedience. But even if there is no reward, let's be obedient anyway. Hallelujah. Even if there is no reward, 
Let's be obedient anyway because it's the right thing to do. Because it's the godly thing to do. But God being God, he stands for his word and he fulfills his promises. Therefore, there is always a reward for obedience. But let us not be obedient just because we want to get the reward. No. Let us be obedient because it's the godly thing to do. Hallelujah. It's the godly thing to do. It's the right thing to do. David carries on and he says, How I long for your saving help, O Lord. I find happiness in your law. Give me life so that I may praise you. May your instructions help me. Ooh, David got the revelation. He got the revelation that God's instruction is only to help me become a better person. Become a better servant. Become a better son of God. He ends and he says, I wander about like a lost sheep. So come and look for me, your servant, because I have not neglected your law. Hallelujah. David is confrontational with God because he knows that God always stands up for his word. He knows that God is not a man that he should lie. He always fulfills his promises. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, you are alive. You are our comfort. You are our help. You know better, God. You know better. And because you know better, I will trust you. I will trust in your word. I will trust and do whatever you say, God, because I know that it, it's only to make me better. Thank you for being true. Thank you for being true and holy and pure, God. Thank you for giving me life so that I may praise your name. Help me, Spirit of the living God, to be obedient to you and to your word. For it is only to make me better. Mm. I love you, Lord. I worship you always. I praise you always. You are good. You are always good. You will forever be good. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope this blessed you just as much as it blessed me. Just as much as it blessed me. I love you all so much. May God bless you. Have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great afternoon, have a great morning, whichever time you are listening, um, whichever time you are listening this episode, um, may God reveal how great he is to you. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, brethren. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.